And on this week's Elite Blasting Spotlight, we're going to be talking Sandful, and we've got just the man to do it. He's the Football Operations Coordinator for Riverland, River Murray, and the Mallee. And the man is Shane Uren. So, Shane, welcome to the Kick-Ons podcast. And we've got to give you a special welcome back because you actually featured all so long ago on our very first episode with Reese Stanley, mate. So, it's taken you busy fella and it's taken us a long time to get you back on. Yeah, g'day, Lonesy Dillo. Thanks, guys. Um, Yeah, you keep asking, but I keep running away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, the, not the first time you've run away from me, mate. You're still on the footy field too. And you still haven't caught me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, Rambo, you've uh, been covering a, a lot of kilometres uh, with, with your role because there's a lot of change coming up in, uh, in the next 12 months and, and probably further into the future with uh, football in the area. Um, now, it's great to have you back on the show, but I believe last time – we had you. You were the RFL chairman. Now you've changed roles to the Sandful. Can you tell us a bit yep. about what your role actually entails, apart from covering, uh, you know, the whole eastern side of South Australia? Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good question, mate, and it's it's probably a really difficult one to answer. But I guess, and I get asked this a lot, and probably the easiest way to explain it is, I'm here to assist the the volunteers in leagues and clubs. Um, Help them be that conduit uh, between the sample and and their uh, community uh, club and league, and I'll pretty much do whatever the, um, the league volunteers are unable or unwilling to do. So yeah, just try and make things happen a little bit faster for the, the clubs because I know when I was in clubland, sometimes we'd ask questions and it, it might be two weeks before we get an answer. We'd like to have answers, you know. Um, within two days for our for our clubs and leagues. So yeah, Shane greases the uh, the wheels and the cogs and makes sure that uh, everything runs smoothly and cops a bit of bit of heat from time to time from grumpy club people and and league people, don't you, mate? But he does an outstanding job. Yeah, thanks for that, Dilla. Yeah, I do. You know, but I also understand that uh, a lot of the time the the grief is born from frustration and passion. So that's okay. You're a much more patient man than I, mate. Um, let's let's talk female footy. Uh, we had obviously had the GEF in the Riverland on Saturday night, which was a, a great game with Barry getting the fourth flag in a row. But I guess at the moment, some serious conversations are being had um, right now in regard to the direction of female footy, aren't they? Yeah, we're. I guess uh, we're we're really looking at female football in the in the Riverland to to rather than just continue, but to really grow. Um, so. You know, a junior, um, you know, competition that was started as a come and try at the start of the year. Hopefully, we can expand on that going into twenty three, and and look to also uh, really get the other clubs up and about to get the numbers up, so that we can have really competitive, almost full uh, complement teams competing from all uh, all of the the six current RFL clubs. That'd be fantastic. Within the next couple of years, that, that's certainly a, a goal of mine to have that happening. Of course, with the, the local game development coordinator working hard as well. <laughs> that's it, mate. Working in tandem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Rambo, we've got uh, women's football for 2022 is is in the books. We've uh, just had the grand final. Plus, we also at the start of the year 
had the under 15s uh, competition just uh, bef- uh, just at the tail end of summer, I think it was. Now, yep. uh, rolling all that out uh, this year, and especially with the 15s, was there some stuff that you've kind of learned, or were there some metrics out of that that you think, all right, we can learn from this, and this is what we're going to do moving forward? Look, it's uh, it's not what we're going to do; it's what the league is going to do. We can only sort of suggest and guide. But we've certainly been looking around what happens in other regions as well. And the timing of uh, matches, scheduling of, of seasons is, is very important. Um, we've got to give as many uh, girls and ladies the opportunity to play football as possible. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure if we're doing that quite right in the Riverland just at the moment. And we also need to have the, the under-15s and the juniors, if we get any younger girls playing as well, actually see the pathway to where they're going to be playing. So it'd be fantastic to have a, a standalone female competition in the next next couple of years happening within the Riverland so that we've just got purely a female football day. That would be great. Beautiful, mate. What about the Murray Valley Football Netball League? Exciting news for the six independent clubs recently, but what are the processes from here for the clubs and, and the prospective new league? Yeah, and it is still all proposed. It hasn't been ticked off by Community Football Commission as of yet. Um, I've noticed a few, uh, few other online online um, pages have picked up on what's happened on marks up and things like that, and they've gone a little bit rogue and saying that the independents will be operating on their own next year. That, that's not correct at all. It's it's a uh, still proposed, but the process is the RFL continually uh, continuing to work with. Uh, the independent clubs um, forming the new Murray Valley Football Netball League, working closely with Sample and myself and a, uh, a community football commissioner, Terry Connolly, have been attending all of the meetings and um, just just setting them up so that they've got all their governance correct. Um, they're going to have uh, yeah everything in place and hopefully by September we can tick all the boxes and, and we can forge on straight after the, the AGM from the RFL this year. That would be great. So that, that puts a, a bit of a timeline on it, you would say, that that's what, what we're working towards, is having it all done and dusted, ready for 23? Yeah, certainly. Um, we've got a, a meeting happening um, very soon with a, between getting the RFL uh, Commission and in the same room with the, uh, the current independent spokespeople, uh, a number of them, and hopefully we'll be able to almost full stop everything um, as far as the Community Football Commission is concerned as, and just tick everything off so that they're all happy. You're listening to the Elite Blasting Sandful Spotlight, thanks to Elite Blasting, the Riverland specialist in abrasive blasting, industrial spray painting, powder coating and hot pressure cleaning. Go to eliteblasting.com.au. We're talking with Shane Uren, the SANFL's Football Operations Coordinator. Now, Shane... Um, just uh, looking at, at the bigger picture of Riverland football, uh, Dillo tells me Auskick and uh, junior and male female numbers are on the rise, which is a huge positive, but is it the same at the, the top end? Could we see other teams joining the RFL moving forward? Uh, who knows what's around the corner of the lines? There's, there's a, a lot of things happening behind the scenes. I mean, we we can only look at again another proposal of a merger down in the the Mallee and River Murray between Meningi and BDT. What that does to the Mallee Football League in the future? Will sides look to merge and and 
go into other leagues from there? Do we look at um, population in, you know, uh, you know, the Redmark Pringa District Council, for example? Can we, you know, can we look at possibly garnering another side from there? But then we also look at it, do you know, in the future, and I'm, I'm talking long term here, guys, yeah, not yeah. not anything um, in the next couple of years, but, you know, the Locks and Locks North, are, the, are they really sustainable holding two sides and clubs from that that one community there? So really who knows what the future holds for football um, or sport generally in community um, and regional areas, um, community sport, but we're here to help and, and guide and and offer suggestions and and do whatever we can. So, uh, personally, I'd love to see a, a, a seven eight side or club competition in the Riverland. I think that'd be um, fantastic. It'd certainly reinvigorate it and and get things happening up here for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I've got to agree with you with that one there. You know, just expanding the draw a little bit would look uh, would look great, and especially just for the competition as well. So, you know, we're. Is there, you know, possibility of maybe some incentives might be put up by the RFL to maybe attract uh, any of these scenarios? Oh, look, talking to uh, Mark Wright, current chair of the, the RFL, and the commission are, are very open to uh, expansion. I think any any league would be any league that can accept or find new clubs to to join and and compete in their competition, and and not only just compete but be competitive. Within it, um, they're certainly going to uh, embrace that. It's going to make the region's sport stronger. Um, obviously, that, well, not obviously, but I, I believe they'd have to work fairly closely with netball as well. Yeah, most definitely, mate. I mean, the independents are probably a great example of that. Without the uh, the three clubs down down the other end of uh, the Riverland joining, that they'd have a competition now. So. Um, and while we've got you on the pod, mate, it'd be remiss of us not to chat about the 2012 Grand Final. You obviously got the the Roos Guernseys in the background behind you. I know they're your under 18 stuff, but you had a you had a role under Snoopy Burns that year, didn't you? In the uh, in the flag. Yeah, um, I basically stuck my hand up the back of his shirt, and he was my puppet, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Snoop was the sheriff, and I was the deputy, and it was a fantastic year. We had a a great bunch of of young um, committed men that. Um, they just came together uh, collectively. A couple of old guys in there, a bit of experience, and Robert Price and and uh, Greeny, uh, Malcolm Greenwood. So, uh, alongside you know guys like Michael Smart, who was just you know a brilliant footballer, but the the young local lads that were both living in in still in the the region, but also had moved to town, but come back each week. They were just uh, they were very very tight, and you know it's like Dillo if you got a a bunch of talented. Um, footballers and they're all committed to each other and they like each other. Um, success can generally come a little bit uh, quicker than what you expect, and yeah, it was it was a fantastic year, a lot of fun. Yeah, and can you tell us a little bit about the um, significance of that flag because it was a good uh, twenty plus year drought that the club broke that year. Yeah, look, you know, remembering back, it was bummer very successful right through all the grades. I mean, through that period, uh, 08, 9, 10, 11, 12, um, we went some years where, or one year in particular, where I think it was 2010 maybe, where we had all five um, sides competing in the grand final um, on the day, same day. So a small, 
you know, a small community like Barmer to be at that sort of level was fantastic, but we just couldn't seem to get it done at the, uh, you know, the top level. Uh, Snoop come along and obviously with his, his, um, oh, he's extremely passionate. I've never seen a guy just coach with so much emotion and, and he brought that to every training session uh, and every game day. He was just a, and he's such a likeable bloke as well. And everyone, the players just wanted to play for him. And then the the way the town sort of lifted after that win, it was it's really un, uh, unexplainable. It was yeah, it really, really, it was like a, a huge weight had been lifted um, off the football club. And to see guys you know, like uh, Jason Kosolke that have been around for years, just the joy that they got from the win as well, it was, it was awesome. And Lee Wundenberg and, and even the president at the time of Martin Hill, you know, they were, everyone was just... Uh, elated to finally get that monkey off their back, I guess. Yeah, excellent, mate. And uh, you'll be getting down yourself uh, to catch up with some of the lads this weekend? Uh, unfortunately, I've, I've let Lingy know that uh, on my way past, on my way back from Adelaide, if the lights are still on in the club, you know, club rooms, I'll call in. But I'm actually, I've got some duties at Adelaide, <clears throat> excuse me, Adelaide Oval this weekend with the state game, so... Right, you are a very busy man indeed he's, there, Rambo. He's the big dog. He's going he to do all these things and, <laughs> yeah, he's, this is the sacrifices he makes. That's right. That's it. And uh, just before we let you go there, Rambo, I had the pleasure of uh, calling a game with you for uh, for 5RM earlier this season and uh, you dropped in that um, the nickname Rambo originated from a visit to the uh, Brownswell and Peruna store. Now, can you couldn't elaborate then. Can you elaborate now? Oh, probably still not too much, um, <laughs> other than um, <laughs> i probably got my um, ambition and ability lines fairly blurred and thought that I was probably a little bit better than what I really was. And Yeah, there was a few guys in, in the, the long care, uh, sorry, the Brownswell Tavern that um, – I thought I could probably take them all at once and there happened to be an older footballer sitting in there and, yeah, the next night at training, we had our first pre-season training happening that particular week. I walked into training and he started calling me Rambo and it just stuck, mate. There you go. He's got the tattoo to go with it as well, Simpsons Rambo. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Well, Shane, it's been a pleasure having you back on the Kick-Ons podcast. Hopefully uh, we don't have to wait as long next time, mate, Uh, but we, we love having you on. And uh, all the best uh, this weekend down at Adelaide Oval with your uh, state championships, uh, with your appointment there, mate. Yeah, thanks. I'm not doing too much other than uh, just tagging along and, you know, seeing how the boys go about it. And hopefully we get over Western Australia. It'd be great. That's it. Bit of origin football. We love that, mate. Shane Uren, thanks for joining us on the Elite Blasting Sandful Spotlight.